Walter, why would anybody want to access another person's dreams? The rush, Peter. Think of your most pleasant dream. Multiply that feeling tenfold. All mainlining through your cortex in a few seconds. Computer, status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! And hey, it's number 70, not nearly so sexual numbers last week, and yet the night is young and the alcohol is flowing. Welcome to the Hey, Guess Who Else is going to be at Boston Comic Con episode of Sci-Fi Saturday Night for February 5th, 2011. Deep in Area 51, sipping tequila at the Tony Stark Lounge, the Shield Nightclub and Strip Bar, I Am The Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight from the Alton Brighton Hellmouth, our own personal Ms. Marvel, Kriana. Ms. Marvel? Yeah. Damn right. Rockin' Jawaka. I'm rockin' the spandex. Joining us tonight from the Fort Miller Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, it's the archetypical Reed Richards and Sue Storm of our little Fantastic Five, Illustrator X and the sweetheart of Typo Negative, the dead redhead. Say, does anyone here know how to Madison? Go Steelers! What? You've got to be kidding me. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> that made no sense. What? From Outpost, Gallifrey in Indiana, our Midwest Crop Circle investigator and our very own personal Johnny Storm, Flame On for Awake by Java. On the drink list tonight, we have a white Russian, a black Russian, and a red-headed slut. Woohoo! That's me! <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not the drink list. That's the guest list. There you go. <laughs> Our guest tonight is artist Jason Casey to talk about whatever the hell it did artists talk about and Boston Comic Con. But before, hello, Jason. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm already on. I don't have to wait till eight thirty. Oh, I'm so lucky. Thank you, Jason. You're a Cylon. Oh no! You know that that plug in, plug again yeah. thing that we did before? Yeah. Try that yeah. again. God, you guys put me to work so much. All right, hold on. And while he's unplugging and replugging, what's going on this week? <laughs> Sex robot. Uh, how you like me now? You're much better, Jason. Oh, thank you. I'm going to hijack the opening slot here. Go for it. With some shameless uh, plugging and self-promotion. Guess what? So how's that different from normal? <laughs> Because I'm not giving you a chance to, to respond. Guess what, legions and millions of fans out there? Illustrator X has signed up for TalentHouse.com's Stan Lee Contest. You're kidding. Holy What's crap. it all about? Well, if you go to TalentHouse.com and look for Illustrator X, or just go to TalentHouse.com slash Illustrator X, and the link will be on the uh, podcast shortly, uh, you will be able to see not only Illustrator X's online portfolio, but you'll get a link so you can vote for him in the Stan Lee contest where you create a superhero character of your own and whoever gets the most votes gets to go to San Diego to meet Stan Lee and Todd McFarlane and get a whole bunch of money so we can help support this podcast. Woo! And if that isn't a reason to, keep, to vote for me, I don't know what is. Um, yeah, that's a damn good reason, I'm thinking. Come on, uh, you brown coats. Yeah, brown coats. You know, yeah. Nothing says I'm a Joss Whedon fan like voting for Illustrator X. Wow. Okay. We will be having plugs throughout the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> and how long does this contest run for? Don't know, don't care, but you only get one vote for Illustrator X. So go to talenthouse.com and vote for Illustrator X. That's Illustrator X at talenthouse.com. Voting starts on Tuesday. Don't be late. And how many times can you vote? Um, you can only vote once, but you know what? As long as you vote with love, it counts. 
So this this isn't like a Chicago election where you can vote early and often. I was, Any, th- I was thinking that same thing. We, <laughs> I, I'm just saying we have. I know many of our listeners are technically skilled, and if they have any way to hack the system and vote multiple times, I cannot condone that legally. But illegally, you'll Period. vote for it. But he'd appreciate it. I didn't say that. I did. Uh, but that's my story. What else is happening in the news? Besides Speaking the fact of that- swollen heads and egos, Bill Murray... <laughs> Bill Murray is uh, apparently the holdup on Ghostbusters 3. What? Boo. Bill Murray's been the holdup on this since day one. He has. Dude, uh, not cool. All the other actors are uh, on board. They're ready to go. The script is ready to go. But he hasn't even read the fucking script. You know, <laughs> let the man be a zombie and look what happens. That's true. Was <laughs> a zombie? In Zombieland, he was amazing. Zombie World? (laughs) Was that like Waterworld? Zombieland. Zombieland. Is that a theme park? Yes. Zombieland. Yeah, it kind of was a theme park now that I'm thinking about it. Well, they get to a theme park. Well, I got to say, you know, thinking about the majesty that was Ghostbusters 2, I'm I'm not exactly waiting on pins and needles. That was awesome. Shut up. Ghostbusters 2? Are you serious? Uh, oh. Hey, everybody seems excited about this film. And, and you know what? I'm willing to give it... Because that's a, a surefire out. way to predict a hit. <laughs> 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 I'm an Ladies optimist. Ladies and gentlemen, Sardana Kriana is back. <laughs> I'll leave the pessimism to Kriana. I think that this movie is going to rock. Well, I'll be honest with you. I think it's probably got a 50-50 shot at it. Uh, but without Bill Murray, it's got nothing. And that's going to be the issue. Bazinga. I don't know. So who are you going to get to replace him then? Uh, well, they could get Brian Doyle Murray. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. No. Garrett Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Always a possibility. Oh, or, hey, let's, why don't we get Jim Belushi then? <laughs> oh, oh, see, I knew you were going to go there. I knew you, you were going to Oh, my God. Uh, Hey, why don't we move on to somebody who writes every week? Uh, Oh, I was going to say, how about we go on to more crappy ideas for movies? Oh, well, Well, in, in the world of, hey, let's remake a film again just to make money. You mean that kind of a crappy movie? Yeah. Stephen King is spouting off again because, of course, nobody has heard enough from Stephen King. Uh, about This time he's talking about the Stand remake, which, um, yeah, still a bad idea. Yeah. Well, you know, well, yeah, you want to make it into a, like, a movie, like a two-hour movie, right? It doesn't right. work. It's not going to yeah, work. Yeah, condensing a giant epic. Now, we should ask David Lynch how that worked for Dune. <laughs> Well, we should we should act, ask uh, oh god what the hell's his name how it worked for I am legend oh, oh. Will Smith, yeah maybe? yes <laughs> Will Smith I mean because it sucked well now wait what is what exactly wait, let is me Stephen with my hair <laughs> well, <laughs> what is like Stephen just saying about the, the stand remake uh, basically he says um, it's not. It's not doable in a two-hour film. He wants it to be longer. Good, good. And he says that the miniseries, uh, which had Gary Sinise, is that how you say it? Yeah, Sinise, yeah. Uh, He said that he was great. Everybody else sucked, but he was great. (laughs) I don't know about that. What's her name was pretty good. Who was the the one at the end there? What, Laura San Giancama? Yeah, she was good. Yeah. I mean... It was good for what it was. I mean, like, the, it really petered out towards the end, but the opening shots, I mean, there's nothing... You could just see the filmmakers were like, we can't wait to kill off the whole world. <laughs> I play... Uh, and get every cameo in existence. So there's Sam Raimi. There's Joe Bob Briggs. There's 
Uh, the cameraman's brother. And play Blue Oyster Cult while we do it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's what it's all life is all about is playing Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, is there enough Stephen King in the world right now? Seriously? Yes. Can can we just not do another Stephen King movie? Not. Yeah. Okay. Here's. Yeah. I will read the next Stephen King book and watch the Stephen King next movie that comes out if he comes on our show. <laughs> there we go. Until wow. he does, forget it. I don't think he gives a rat's ass if you read his book or not, because enough other people are going to do it. I know. Go downstairs uh, and see if he's at the door, if he, <laughs> if he just heard that. <laughs> Hello? Uh, I just well, don't think it translates well to film. I mean, his, his books are very in, a lot of internal dialogue and backstory, and then you see it on film, and it's like, you know. I agree. It doesn't work. Yeah. Dreamcatcher was a great move, uh, book. No, but it wasn't. Movie was no, I, I. Oh, the book might have been. I don't know. I didn't read it, but you know, shit monsters no. just aren't. I was gonna made. say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was easier. It was easier to deal with the creepy shit monsters on the page than it was on you know in your TV screen. So for some reason, it's yeah, always right. A, a lot of his material it? doesn't translate. It's it's kind of unfortunate, oh. you know. Like I'm really worried about the Dark Tower because they've got that planned, and I'm a huge fan oh. of that. And, you know, The Stand is one of my favorite books. I remember when I was 11 years old, I read that whole book, and I was, like, so proud of myself because it's 1,100 pages, you know. You should have been get, proud. <laughs> I didn't get half of it, you know, being 11 years old, but, you know, I was still proud. So it would be cool now, to see a good re- version. Obviously, it's not going to be able to be done in one movie, I mean, even if no. it's three hours long. So we'll see what happens. No, he'll, what they'll do is they'll have Gary Sinise fight Voldemort in the second one. <laughs> But, uh, did you read the now when you read the stand when you were 11 was that the, like the 1990 remake version or the original uh, published version that was since that was cut man you're asking me a lot, uh, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> think back that far which, which, which version are you on right now <laughs> <laughs> no just I, I love the original. it was the normal version the, the well, first version before, before he, he re-released it in 1990 and threw in references to stuff like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, he wrote it in like 73, 75, and there is a reference where one of the characters talks about seeing the Dire Straits open for Led Zeppelin in 1985. Yeah. And you it got what? cut out of the sequel of the, the newer version. I'm like, oh, I guess they... Uh, <laughs> Guess you know what else needs way. to be cut? Moving on from Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what else needs to be cut? Rob Zombie making movies. Here, here. Oh, he's, he's got another one about. coming out, dude. Yeah. The dude has three movies in the works, and this one is called The Lords of Salem, and it's shooting this spring. And I actually, I wonder what that's about. Oh my gosh! Witches come into the future. No way. No, actually, no way. I heard it's about. I'll I heard it's about it. English people that live in Salem, New Hampshire. No. Oh my God! I'll go see it. Of course, I'm wait. a Rob Zombie fan. So wait, I'll it's, go see it. Uh, is it going to be shooting in Salem, New Hampshire, or is it going to be Vancouver because it looks just like Salem, New Hampshire? <laughs> Salem, New uh, Hampshire. Does it matter? Or Salem, Mass, probably. Well, it matters if if members of of Sci-Fi Saturday Night can just sort of wander onto the set. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Zombie. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not a fan. Well, and I, I mean, the scary. The scary thing is, is that Rob is not known for having judicious. Talent? No, no, just <laughs> knowing knowing how to knowing how to edit his own work, and he's got total control over script, casting, and final cut. We call that creative diarrhea. Yeah. Yes. And we don't need any more shit monsters in the world. I stand I stand by Devil's Rejects. I won't stand by the other ones, but I'll stand by Devil's Rejects. Yeah, Devil's Re- I'll agree with you there. That was a good movie, but no, the other three he did. Uh. But Devil's Rejects literally was one in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It but I still was. like Rob Zombie. Oh, my God. It, it, and you know what else I like? I like the fact that <laughs> I started talking about... That I started talking about Siffy, and now it showed up on Big Bang Theory. Syphilis. About that, um, one of one of our regular listeners actually 
tweeted about that. Who is you know, not that's on been... today? But um, I see someone who is on. Hi, Sam. I was gonna say, you know, <laughs> I don't think I don't think we were the first ones to coin that, but um, it has been out in the consciousness. It was a funny, uh, a little coincidence, though. I thought about that when I was watching Big Bang. Why did they change their name to Sippy? <laughs> I'm like, yes! Because it's Sippy. Or Sifu. Or so, to- so here's my story about, about this, is that I saw the tweet, and I went, oh, really? And then I watched the Big Bang Theory, which is thoroughly amusing this week. Yes. And especially <laughs> the Bollywood dance scene, I thoroughly enjoyed yes. that. And then... Zombrian turns around and says to me, you know, I think that guy who plays Sheldon, later we figured out it was Jim Parsons, with an S, mind yep. you, um, was on Craig Ferguson, and I recently also be- started TiVoing Craig Ferguson, because I like his robot. Wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> you mean his sex robot <laughs> sex robot <laughs> I can't help it it's too funny um, anyway so Jim Parsons goes on Craig Ferguson who by the way is a big Doctor Who fan yes dear Craig Ferguson Craig, Craig by the way Craig you're welcome on the show any damn That's right. time you know what I think we need to have a Doctor Who special and I think we need to invite Craig Ferguson and I'm like 50% sure he would say yes. <laughs> because you know what Doctor Who is really about? The triumph of, of, no, wait, yeah. I don't what? remember it. Oh, that's what <laughs> <laughs> he did with Matt Smith. It's the triumph of extent. intellect and romance over brute force and cynicism. And you have to do the dance while you say it. <laughs> and yes, I was just doing the dance. Anyway, Jim Parsons gets on Craig Ferguson and I mean, you know, I don't expect them to be, like, as geeky as they appear to be on the show. It's horrifyingly worse. But he's pretty geeky. But he's never seen Doctor... He didn't know what a TARDIS was. Well, you have to understand that these people are actors. You know, they stopped caring about popular culture a long time ago. <laughs> what, they like, started becoming be... popular culture. There you go. That's exactly, exactly. the right answer. Wouldn't it be so and it's not like it's... if you were, like, watching this talk show and he was like, oh, yeah, I like comic books. This was my dream role because I like comic books so much and I can bring my love to the mainstream. No. He was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, Just pretend well, you're an actor, God I will damn say, it. That's right. I will say that the Doctor Who comics... Um, I've been reading the Torchwood comics. They suck. <laughs> they, they really do. They suck. I know that, you know, whatever. Captain Jack is all really involved in these comics, but the comics suck. Although I just read the new Doctor Who series. Fantastic yeah. comic. Written by some guy who's a comic book writer, not an actual Doctor Who writer. Fantastic story. They had Clippy. Like from Microsoft Word. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Read it. Not that I I think they should be uber geeks or that they necessarily have to be to be on the show, but, like, isn't that part of the fun when you go to, like, cons and stuff and talk to your favorite artists and other people of the geeky fandomness? And you you hear, you know, what sort of geeky things they liked when they were your age because you're super young. Or, um, you know... Wait, but do you know who's well, a great comic geek? People. Do you know who's a great geek people. when it comes to comic book and, and, and just uh, you know pop culture in general? Is Amber Benson? She yeah. is. She is. But I'm just oh saying that God. Jim Parsons, you lost a lot of cred with me. You lost a lot of cred with a lot of people. I got to say, you know, it got to the point oh. where he he was oh. so much his real character that it stopped being funny about halfway into it. Yeah, it was just ugly. It was painful. And he was, was just this little boy from Texas. And you were mm-hmm. like, why? Yeah. Oh too much uh, too much characterization there. It's time to... Well, I think I think what we learned by watching that what is that Sheldon Cooper and Jim Parsons are in fact crap. pretty much the same person, except Jim Parsons is not nearly as funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more boring, actually. There we go. They, they share some of the same neuroses, but none of the amusing ones. There you go. You're absolutely right. <laughs> there we go. Speaking of neuroses, 
is anybody else really worried about John Carter at Mars? No. Because oh, I don't they, plan on seeing it. Are you worried? They stopped at- shooting uh, yeah. like a month ago, right? I know. Okay. And he says that he's in post, he's not in post production even yet. He's doing um, post shooting digital processing that's going to take for the rest of the year. It's February. He's going to be doing work before post-processing for the rest of the year. Ah, uh, I'm worried. It's it's possible, and it depends on you know the the level of the effects and what kind of well, effects they good. are. I mean, we don't know, and that's the problem. Hey, he just I wants mean, to make it good, okay? I mean, again, the Martians. Yeah. If if it's like the book, the Martians are what ten feet tall, and they have four arms. Look, Except for Dejah Thoris, because she's a hot. But you're talking about source material that is part of the holy grail of science fiction. You're talking about the John Carter of Mars series by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Let's not fuck it up. Yep. If yeah, you're but, RuPaul, you'd just be like, okay. don't fuck it up, bitches. But Thank you. Right. <laughs> Think about films that have been... Mention but, this because I didn't actually write a blog post about it, even though I meant to. Uh, this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, <laughs> yes, for science fiction people. <laughs> Fabulous! It was an extravaganza. Priyana, I'm fist pumping you. <laughs> uh, all I have to say is. Get ready to oh, gag on oh, my oh, eleganza. Give our listeners, <laughs> guys, guys, can you feel the face palm right now? <laughs> Seriously, it was you? awesome. It was better than a Siffy movie. Okay. Oh my god. Speaking of face palm, we're gonna get a new Godzilla movie. No, we're not. Oh, god. We're gonna get another piece of crap. We're gonna get Matthew Broderick whining again. I don't know. Uh, the guy who's making it is Gareth Edwards. He has uh, the movie Monsters out. Understood. We'll we'll just have to see. Uh, you know, he he at least takes it seriously. We'll have to see or just assassinate key players. And stuff. Sure. I, like, I say just, that out loud. Not really. A, you know. Wait. W- once again, we're sitting at the uh, at the pinnacle of stupidity, saying. Godzilla films now being put into its third or fourth reboot to try and bring it to an American audience when Raymond Burr couldn't do it? Give me a break. I, I completely disagree. Go Why? for it. Why? Because, well, first of all, Godzilla is an icon. I mean, name, uh, who hasn't seen a Godzilla film? Who hasn't heard of Godzilla? Brianna? Godzilla, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Godzilla. Drew might not have, though. Yeah, you may not like it, but I mean, you know, bring it to an American audience. It's people are more aware of Godzilla than you know. They don't have to wear a little green ribbon to say I'm aware of Godzilla. This is something that is an icon. Is seriously watching the Japanese people's mouths? Yeah. Yes. With the overdub, so I'm I'm thinking that like just bring the originals to American audiences. Absolutely. You don't. You don't get the men in rubber suits back. Don't yes. Do yes. Well, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't don't do the whole save Ferris thing. No. This is something that that uh, right. A guy in a rubber suit models. This is what we want. This is what Creature Double Feature was all about growing up. Damn, damn right. right and get off my lawn, you damn kids. <laughs> and. And in the other, Daddies and are too stuck in the past. Speaking of the past, don't. What's Dark Shadows? Hey! Hey! Oh. hey. Wow. Hey. Oh, oh, you're about to get screwed on this one. Okay, oh. Dark Shadows reboot is happening. Um, it. This is one that I actually am looking forward to because of uh, Johnny Depp as Barnabas Collins and uh. Eva Green as Angelique. Can, can we get the Angelique laugh, please? Oh. <laughs> that was uh-huh. not a sound effect, everyone. <laughs> now, just, this is being brought to us by the producer and director of Mars Attacks, right? Hey, nice. hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> okay. Now, and your let me let me see if I can get this straight. And for those of you in the audience who um, have never heard of Dark have, Shadows. 
have okay, been born in the last decades. This Whoa. is not a vampire who sparkles. Okay, it's, they don't. Yeah, he's a vampire soap opera. Those are my favorite kind. And he sucks blood. I'm okay. sorry. It's a no, vampire he's, soap he's opera. Freaking right? Yeah, he's it's a totally a vampire soap opera. There are, so we are the vampires. Those. There are werewolves. There Don't are we have enough original vampire fiction going on right now that we, we really don't need to revisit the past? Okay, let me put it to you in terms... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop, everybody. Let me put it to you in terms that you'll understand, Java. If you mention Snooky, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to mention a man by the name of Hartwell. I'll mention Snooky. No, 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 no. And while you're watching the brand new Doctor Who's Matt Smith, you've taken it upon yourself to go back and look at all of the old stuff. Well, as we're sitting here looking at this bullshitty Twilight crap, go back and look at what it was on TV 25 years ago. Okay. okay. Now we have to do certain sections. There were times when that show was flawless, and there were times when that show was beyond flawed. Beyond flawed. <laughs> ponderous. <laughs> it went from flawless to ponderous in, in weeks, and there's no but, question about it. But, but when those writers were on, they were was, on. They were so on. They so, were. We so had... We had a demon in there for a while. We had people going back and forth through time because of the I, the I Ching. We had John, Johnny Romana, the king of the gypsies. We yeah, had did. that's so true. Come to think of it. But, but here's, here's the thing that bugs me. We talk so often about how we want original fiction. We want original television shows, original movies, and right. yet... We continue to mine the past for these things that have come and gone. Well, you know what? And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Well, wait a minute. Okay. I'll, knowing which one works. I'll totally, we've got Vampire Java, Diaries. We've got totally True Blood. We've got, hey, I freaking like the Vampire Diaries and True Blood. I know. Somebody they're, has They're to. good fiction. We don't oh. need another vampire show. Let's do something. Or, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a, wait a minute. Do come we on, need down. another friggin' Time Lord? Yes. Why? Because they're awesome. But okay. <laughs> I'm saying it's then, good, so do more. If it's not then here's my thought, more. and my thought is you have a proven track record, not a flawed track record, in Barnabas Collins. Do yes. the reboot, see what happens. But don't discount it simply because it's old. If you did that, there would be no Matt Smith. There would be no David Tennant. There would no, no, have been no. No David Eccleston. It's it's completely different, Dome. I discount you because you're old. <laughs> oh! I don't discount Doctor Who because the new Doctor Who is new. It's new episodes. It's new themes. It's new okay, writing. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to put this argument to bed, and here's what I have to say. Is that... You can't rail against it unless you've actually seen the old one and know how good or bad it was. Because I will there say, we go. if they remake Dark Fair Shadows, enough. I will freaking watch it. And I've only seen the last remake, so I bet the other one was good, too. And on that note, it's time to talk into <laughs> the, wheel the Wheel of Vampires. Escher like wheels. <laughs> the wheel of vampires. I, I like, don't know what sound effect to use for the Wheel of Escher-like wheels. Um... I know, but I feel like they need to start being different, so I'm just going to play this. Yo, lucky my man! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> It was a very short Wheel of Escher-like wheel sound effect. <laughs> I could make it longer with randomness. Go ahead. Okay, Small. um... Time to misbehave. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> oh! One more random? One more random. What? <laughs> I don't even want to know what the hell that was from. I know. Oh, the doctor. Yeah. Because then he could say Alonso Alonso every time. Oh god, yeah, okay. 
Well, on TalkCast 69, which was Brown Coats Redemption 2 Electric Boogaloo. Are you as turned on as I am? Ooh. Balls. Okay. <laughs> there was no winner. So the prize package, which may in fact have been a brand new Mazda Miata, or it may not have been. But you'll never know now. But you'll never know now. Rolls into next week's show, which is actually this week's show. So if you'd like to win the chance at possibly maybe kind of winning a Mazda Miata or not. Mostly not. Oh, or mostly, mostly not. not. <laughs> mostly because Mazda's not paying us, so. Yeah, I know. But Send us been... a note about Dark Shadows and how much you love you it. Want, really. Hate it. <laughs> Why? Just to be difficult. Java. <laughs> Congratulations, you're doing a great job. I, heck, you know what? I might love that show. I'm, when they reboot it, I might love it. But right now, I'm feeling bullish, and uh, so I'm going to disagree with you. You're entitled. Which brings us to the second half of our show. And in the second half of our show, we're going to talk to Jason Casey. Jason, welcome back. Hi. Hi. Hey. How you doing? Jason, Jason is part of our slow march to Boston Comic Con series. <laughs> yeah. In which we slow talk is right. to. It's, it's, it's kind of a couple of months away right now. And I yet, wish it was next week, man. I could use the money. I love that show. <laughs> it treats me very well. Like half of me wishes that you know it's in you know the, in the end of April, beginning of May, because it gives me more time to get new work, and I I still have a lot of stuff to do. I want to have at least ten new prints to sell, and I have maybe three or four. Um, but on the other hand, I love that show so much, and I miss all my fellow artists. If you guys are out there, hello. Um, it's just really cool. Like I've come to know and have such camaraderie with um, an abundance of artists that I've met at these shows in my four years of doing them. And uh, Boston's always the best. And I, I, I wish shows were like that were around more often. Uh, I'm sure you guys agree because, you know, it's great. It's like, it's like the Super Bowl for us, you know. It's like a picnic. Are you kidding? People are just hanging around, talking, doing stuff. It's like tomorrow, but that's okay. It's no big deal. Although Something. we probably have a lot less money. <laughs> Is it yeah. Really? Are, are yeah. you joking me? It's a lot cheaper to go to a picnic. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Like no, we'd be giving our money to people like Jason, so. Yeah, and that never hurts. So, Jason, what are you looking forward to uh, to doing at Boston? What do you like? What do you uh -huh. like to do at a con? Besides see our smiling faces. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's that's number one. But I mean, if you want me to be dead honest, I like every other every other artist who goes there is going there to make money. I mean right. I've talked to art artists out there who say it's not about money, but at the same time these same people are making prints, making stickers, making pins. Um, you know, they're advertising themselves on the on websites and Facebook and Twitter. And I mean, like, why are they trying to do that? And they're like, well, it's not about money. It's not about money. I'm like, well, why are you advertising yourself if it's not about money? If you're going to be one of those artists who wants to just do art for the sake of doing art and not become famous until after you've passed on, then, you know, why are you selling artwork? It doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, the number one factor in a big show like Boston Comic Con for me is to make a little bread, to meet some cool people. Um, I, I've been working with kids for over 10 years now, and I love having a kid of all, any age, you know, 2 to 18, come to my table and, you know, look at my work and tell me that they're an aspiring artist so I can talk to them and give them some support because I really didn't go to shows when I was a kid. I didn't know about them. I didn't really have confidence in my art when I was a kid. So to hear a person who's a professional say, you know, just keep practicing, work at this, and then tell them that I didn't even hit my stride until I was 25, which is the truth, and I'm 31 now. My best work didn't come until I hit my mid-20s, you know? So I tell them, you know, don't do what I did. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it aside for six months and then pick it up again. And then, you know, because I, I had a problem with staying consistent with my artwork, and it shows because in my early 20s, I could have gone, I could have gotten to where I am now by the time I was 24. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So I try to tell, you know, I tell aspiring artists, don't be discouraged. Um, don't be afraid to show your work. Don't be afraid of criticism because it's going to happen. You're going to get jealousy. You're going to have people who tell you to be like them if they're artists. I mean, that was one of the hardest things for me to do when I went to Montserrat College of Art was all the teachers there wanted to make little clones of themselves. And they were like so ambivalent about um, letting an artist be themselves, which that's the whole point of being an artist is to find who you are. And you can't try to push what worked for you or works for you onto somebody else. So I, my greatest concern when I talk to kids about artwork is to tell them, take advice, take it with a grain of salt, be yourself, discover who you are, figure out who you are, because no matter what, you're going to succeed as long as you stay true to yourself. So that's basically the long and short of it, man. That's, that's why I love going to shows. I love talking to people. And a lot of people give me flack for not doing commission work at shows because I hate looking down when I'm sitting at my table. I don't like looking at my lap. I like to acknowledge every person that walks by my table. One, mostly my main reason is to get them to come to my table. Like I say hello to everyone who walks by. Just, you know, try to make some money, try to get my name out there. And everyone's like, oh, Jay, you know, you never draw, you never do commissions. Like, well, you know, if I don't look at these people and acknowledge them, they're going to walk right by my table. That's and really I don't want true. That. And that's something a lot yes. of artists are... I don't know. I don't know if they use it as a shield so that they don't have to talk to people. Yes, it's it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I will go. I'll get right out there. I, I agree but that. What's the point of that if you're if you're doing that? I mean, what's the point of having a table? You could just well, you know, set of, somebody else up. What's the point of being a, there? A lot of artists are social recluses. You know, they they are secluded socially. I'm sorry. And Come on, it's Comic Con. It doesn't All matter. people you're going to see are social recluses. Right. <laughs> Come on. No, you know what? That's true. I think that's true for a lot of people. And I think that the idea that an artist, part of an artist's job is to be out there and talk to people is really interesting because you don't hear that a lot from artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing to do is to sell yourself. Now, I can't sell a vacuum cleaner to a person living in a shithole. I can't sell water to a guy in the desert. I really can't. But I know how to sell myself. I learned. I picked it up quick. I've always been social. I do enjoy people. You know, it, it depends. I like people one-on-one. -on -one. I don't like groups of people. I like, you know, dealing with people on an individual basis. And the best time for that is at a show. You know, um, if you're lucky, your table's so crowded that you are speaking to a group. But... You know, in the end, I'm going to take the time to talk to everyone individually. But yeah, getting back to what you said about artists drawing and not socializing, you know, a lot of artists are shy. A lot of artists, the reason why artists become artists is because they wanted to or needed to dive into a reality that they had control over. You know, a lot of artists are depressed or anxious. And the reason why we have the capability of looking at a piece of paper for 10 hours or a canvas for 10 hours at a time is because we want to escape. You know, we are, I suffer from depression. I'm not afraid to say it. I've, I've gone back and forth with, I've had some bad times. And my escape is the paper. You know what I mean? Like, I look around, I'm like, oh, there's so much shit going on in the world I can't stand. You know, there's poverty, there's war, there's all this crap. And I'm just like, I can't take it because my, myself as an individual, really, I want to help people. And I look around and I go, well, I can only help myself. And that way of doing that is to focus on the paper, get the artwork done, and just forget about all the things I have no control over. So if you're not and doing I, artwork when you're, when you're at the con and you really want to connect with people... Uh, when do you do your art and how do you do it? Do you block out a set of time, you know, every day or what? I wish I could say that. Um, some days I draw, some days I don't. Um, my girlfriend's really been on my ass lately about doing it every day, at least for like six to seven hours. Um, because when I'm motivated, I'm freaking motivated. Like two weeks ago, it was a Monday. I woke up. I was peppy. I was like, let's get to work. I, uh, I started drawing all these beautiful things. Like I'm working on... The Big Bang Theory characters, uh, the cast as the JLA. Um, I did a Walking oh, Dead piece God. I'm working on. <laughs> and uh, I did a Buffy and Angel piece. Yay! And uh, I'm doing an office collage with just their heads, you know. And this happened in a matter of two days where I went from not drawing for almost a month 
to Two bam, words. you know, it just hit me again. Jason, so I'm kind of I'm kind of strange that way. Two words for you. Yes. True blood. That's on the list. <laughs> okay. Remember, I said I have four done. I have six more to go, and Two that's more one of words Dex. For you. Abe Sapien. Oh well, you yeah, Jason. No. Jason? That Hellboy didn't really move that well, so... Hey, who moved the Hellboys? I moved the Hellboys. You guys. Jason? <laughs> yes. Jason, Dark Shadows. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. There's... Original cast, original cast. <laughs> right? They were all black okay. and white. Won't that be boring? It, it wasn't all black and white, Kriana. Oh, wait. Oh, they colored them? Uh, <laughs> a lot of my work yeah. They borrowed the camera. The Star Trek set. <laughs> Which was right next door at Paramount. <laughs> they snuck it in through Lost in Space. There we go. Oh my god. Jason, it is it is like as as a as a fellow artist, you are just voicing things that have been in my head. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. Some it days. Sucks, man. It's the yeah. double-edged sword, you know. You have yeah. that ability. You have the ability to create life on paper, and most people don't have that. And they look at you and they're like, "Oh my God, you're so talented. You're so gifted." You know, whatever. I, I, I tend to feel insulted when people tell me it's a gift from God. So I won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I create life in a petri dish. <laughs> I mean, no, I do. But, Thank you, molecular biologist. As far as you <laughs> Where was I going with this? <laughs> oh yeah. But on, the flip, Sorry. on the flip side of being able to create, there's the downside where the pain that created the artist, because every artist you talk to has got some kind of demon. They really do. Um, even the most peppy artists out there have got something motivating them. There's a reason why we create, and it's escapism. And so you can't have it without the pain. You can't have the good without the bad, and it really sucks. But at the same time, if I didn't have that pain, I wonder what I'd be doing. Would I be drawing? Would I be, you know, in politics instead? Like, would I be? What the hell would I be doing? I don't know. But as well, you, bad as my, I don't think you'd make a great politician. No offense. <laughs> I know Love I'm too honest. Yeah. Just don't see that one, Jason. I'm I mean, too honest. <laughs> yeah. What I want to know is. You don't. Yeah. You've never actually drawn comics, nope. But you keep doing comic cons. Mm -hmm. So what is it about like the comic book crowd that attracts you, where you don't actually oh. draw oh. like like interior pages he, and so forth? He wants the origin story. Yes, good. I've been wanting to tell this. Okay. <laughs> okay, go for it. I when was I was seven years old, a black man in Mississippi. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story for a different night. Okay. Okay, okay. Not a problem. Moving on. When I, was, when I was seven years old, my dad, who's now deceased, we were going to see my aunt in Bellingham, Massachusetts from Manchester. And I was like seven, and I was, you know, Dad, can we get something to drink at the Osco Drug or something? He said, sure. And I'm looking at the comic book rack that was there, and I saw Amazing Spider-Man. I still remember the issue. I still have it. 353, and... Uh, Darkhawk and Punisher and Spider-Man were on the cover. It was drawn by Mark Bagley. I said, Dad, can I get this? It was a buck twenty-five. That was the good old days. And <laughs> he said, sure. And I read it on the ride like three times. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the artwork. And I didn't start tracing it like a lot of artists did. I just started drawing out of my head. Now, I had already been drawing, but I had been drawing Ninja Turtles. I was a big Hulk Hogan wrestling fan, so I was drawing wrestlers. And then I started drawing Spider-Man. And then before you know it, Every week, I was taking my allowance, and I was going to a comic book store called Hammer's Comics in Manchester. It's been gone for a while. And before you know it, I'm 15, 16 years old, and I've got like 2,000 comic books. And you know, I've dabbled in making my own comic books and drawing Spider-Man and Spawn and all the things that I loved in that medium. And when I went to school, Montserrat, um, you know, it was really hard to transition because, you know, it's all about fine art there. It's like painting and drawing from life. And I just like, oh, God, I, you know, I raised my hand. Uh, my first day of art college, I walk into a room and there's a 65 year old man butt naked on a table. Teacher comes in and says, draw him. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I raised my hand. Excuse me. I'm here to draw Spider-Man. <laughs> 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 it was bad. So, um, 
I do comic cons because I do pop art. I make posters of things that are hot in comic books and or characters that are just timeless in the medium of sci-fi, Star Wars, Star Trek, Spider-Man. You know, you know, whatever is hot. I like to draw it. And, and you know what? I'm not a sellout. I don't draw things I don't like. Like everyone's like, dude, Jason, if you draw a Twilight piece, it'll sell like mad. No freaking way, dude. That sucks. Twilight's <laughs> awful. I'm not drawing it. Everything I draw, I have an interest in. I love it. I have a passion for it. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna draw something I don't like. Would you ever do a comic or a graphic novel or something like that? That's the thing, man. When I had that meeting with um, I forget his name, the DC executive that was at the last Boston Comic Con. Yeah, we had we had a great meeting. He we talked for twenty minutes. He loved my work. He comes from a fine art background, and I have more of a realistic style. And he's like, Jason, I have nothing to say to you. I have no advice. I've, everyone I've talked to, like you, you know, you're great. But I also have no work for you. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you don't do sequentials. I'm like, no, I want to do covers. And he's like, well, if you want to do covers, you got to you know, do sequentials. And he's like, if I need a cover, I'm going to go to Adam Hughes. I'm going to go to Alex Ross, blah, blah, blah. So I left the table kind of despondent. At the same time, I was like, you know, flattered. The guy loved my work. But I said, well, if he thinks my work's that great, why doesn't he hire me as a freelance cover artist? You know, pay me a few bucks and we'll see what happens. And I think I talked to everybody else, and they were like, I think he wants you to go try it and come back and see him a year from now. And I haven't tried it because I suck at it. I suck at perspective. I hate drawing buildings and cars. I just like making artwork that people can hang up in their dorms or their office. You know, I just – I don't do it, man. Like I talked to a lot of small press guys two weeks ago um, trying to get some cover art just to say I have done it. And if I could start from the small press and work my way up, maybe I can shortcut it. I don't know. Like I said, my depression's pretty bad. Some days I feel like I can draw anything and want to do everything. The next day I can barely get out of bed. So um, I try not to put too much pressure on myself. And that's the thing. I'm not very reliable. You know, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you too I'm, honest? No, I am. Well, that's the thing. I, that's the thing about me, man. That's what people like about me. I'll tell you the truth. And I'm not going to be an asshole, but I'll be very tactful. And I'll... I'll be tactful with how I am too. And the truth is, um, at this point in time in my life, I don't feel like if I had a 30-page comic thrown in my way, I'd be able to get it done in a month or two. You know what I mean? And my style, since it's so realistic, I'm not even sure how the hell I would be able to do a graphic novel. I mean, my inspirations in the comic book business is Alex Ross because we, I like the realistic style. So I would probably have to de-evolve my style to mo something more cartoony in order to get a book out that fast, you know what I mean? Because I put 20 hours into some of my work. Well, All right, I so Jason, what do you what do you think about a two-page spread? Sure, that's doable. Because okay. <laughs> I have I have two Jason Casey prints hanging in my office right now. Oh, that's one so sweet. And I have one hanging yes. in my office as well. Uh, oh, may, may, may I just suggest Harley Quinn? <laughs> yeah. Well, we all have to That's put in our up. orders. You know, if you wanted to draw the Sci-Fi Saturday Night cast, you know, as uh, the JLA. <laughs> I just have to remind everyone. I just have to remind everyone. Um, Dome just said Harley Quinn, so everybody take a drink. Oh, oh right. yes, thank you. Drink, drink. Uh, and this is why we do it. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Jason. When yes. you get there to Boston Comic Con, uh, mm -hmm. you won't be nearly as depressed as you usually are because you'll be around people who, <laughs> who are coming there to see you. You know what's going to be funny is when I go to Boston Comic Con, if people are like, you know, that I know I've listened to this show are probably all just going to walk up and give me this big group hug. <laughs> oh, God. Well, wait, we do that every time we see you. You know that. It's true. That's true. Yeah, it's yeah, not a con so unless I have, I have the domes mustache rubbing against my neck. Oh, boy. Uh, you're, you're quite the cuddler, young man. Quite the cuddler. Well, as long as you don't mistake us for photocopying your art and selling it again, you know. <laughs> oh. oh, that that actually, it's funny you say that. Um, it was brought to my attention a few weeks ago from a buddy of mine who goes to almost every con, I won't say names, that a lot of fans and artists think I use a light box. They think I trace. And, really? Uh, it, it kept me up till four in the morning. I was shaking and I wanted to cry. I'm like, really, man? I freaking trace? Like, and 
the main reason, getting back to what we talked about before, that he said that is because I never draw at shows. They think because I'm not drawing at shows is because I don't have my light box with me, and I do it at home and cheat. So okay, can that, we, can we disabuse that notion right now? Okay, I'm going to ask you straight up, Jason. Do yes. you trace when you do your work? I freaking wish. <laughs> it would save me. You heard it here first, everybody. It would save me so much time and a headache, man. I spent so many hours trying to get the picture to look, you know, as as exact as the photo reference that I'm working from, if I'm drawing from a photo or something, and I go through hell with it. But if you put my artwork side by side with the photo I work from, there's discrepancies all over the place, man. And who would screw up tracing? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you'd have People to really stupid. suck at it to screw up the tracing. <laughs> right. So I almost let that really get to me. But then my girlfriend came out at 3 in the morning. She sees me sitting on the couch smoking a cigarette. She's like, what are you doing awake? I'm like, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is what I just heard. And I don't know who said it. And I don't know, you know, and she's like, you know, it's just jealousy. Don't worry about it. Don't let it, you know, discourage you. Because that was literally the same day I had got myself involved with a bunch of shows for the year, motivated again, got some new work coming. And then, bam, like around midnight that night, I heard, okay, Jay, you need to, you know, you need to know this, that, you know, there's certain people out there who think, you know, you're using a light box. And I'm like, oh, wow, that sucks. In, in a way, you know what, that's a little bit flattering because they think, they think your art is just so good that it's too good to be true. <laughs> Thank you. There, there, is, there is a flip side <laughs> to that. Unfortun- unfortunate as it may be, that is the flip side to it. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see some of Jason Casey's hyper-realistic artwork... <laughs> <laughs> and get get a chance to talk to the manic depressive himself. <laughs> Jason, you're fabulous. We love you. You know, we, uh, you know yeah. we like you a lot. Oh, crap. My tail just fell off. Hold on. Let me just pick it up real quick. <laughs> Anyone? Jason, Jason will you be are? at Boston Comic Con, which is April 30th and May 1st. And after that, where else would he be, Jason? Oh, God. That's going to be a busy month, actually. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think the week after that is Free Comic Book Day, and I always do uh, Jetpack Comics in Rochester, New Hampshire show. Treats, treats me really well. And then after that is the Granite Con in Manchester. Yeah, we'll see you there. Yep, we'll be there yep. for sure. And um, hold on if I can scroll down real quick to my tour list. Hold on. The Jason Casey Tour. Who's your opening act? Please tell me you there's are. a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Uh, no, it's not on here. Oh, March 27th, South Coast Toy and Comic Show. It's a new show. It's uh, a year old. Scott Hamilton will be there. Zeke Savory, Julie Mayers. Um, it's Fairhaven, Mass. I've heard good things, so I'm going to try that out. Frankie and then Washington I'm probably going to do, do some Wizard World shows. Uh, New England, uh, the Big Apple. Wait, wait, wait. Wanted- Wizard World New England, is that still even on? Yeah, apparently. It is. Interesting. Uh, because the magazine so- is gone. Yeah, yeah I in- know. <laughs> right, because they're just focusing on the cons now. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Did September 17th and 18th. I'm trying my best to do Chicago, Baltimore, and New York this year. I'm just... You know, the money is going to be tight, but I really want to get myself out there and get out of New England and have a new audience to sell to. No, I hear that. Not that New England's a bad place. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fun. I like it here. Well, let but me know yeah, if you um, to Chicago because that's, that's my home turf. Oh, cool. Um, and don't. Yeah, had, go ahead. I was just going to say. Um, how can our listeners uh, win a print of Jason Casey's artwork? By commenting on our show. Really? <laughs> yeah, dome dropped. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Dome dropped. Yeah, I was going to give you my it, my Deviant Art site uh, link. Oh, here. Please, well, we'll put it on the page for sure. Go okay, right ahead. Go ahead and mention it. It's yes. Hatter and Hair Studios Hatter spelled like the Mad Hatter, and hair spelled like the animal, not the stuff I don't have in my head. <laughs> Adder and Hair Studios. All right, hang on. Let me get Dome back in here. Nice. Yeah, again, another hairless man. This, this is true. 
Uh, good. It's going to be a good year for you. I'm looking forward to the new stuff you're going to have at Boston. Oh, thanks, man. Me too. I really think The Big Bang is going to be a biggest seller. That show's oh my too God. good. Man. It's going to be. So any other hints as to what the other pieces might be? Yes. Okay. We got Big Bang. We have Buffy and Angel, Office, yep, yep. Walking Dead, um, Walking Dead, Dexter. Yeah, Walking Dead. Dexter. Dexter um, Harley Quinn, True Blood, and I'm working on an Avengers piece. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Excellent. I got two and a half months. I think I can get it done. <laughs> Pace <yourself. laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> Sorry we took up your time for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm actually playing DC Universe Online. <laughs> Oops. Oh, you've just joined half of our guests. Nice. Half our guest? Is it about that time? Or yeah, it's about that time, but Dome is still AWOL, so let's give him a minute. <laughs> All right. He couldn't take so, any more uh, of my crying. Jason, what, what is the thing that you're most excited about drawing right now? Oh, boy. What is the most exciting piece I'm looking forward to doing or the aspect of drawing again? Uh, what, uh, what can you not stop working on? Right now, The Walking Dead, I'm drawing um, a free shot of Rick, his son, and his wife. Guess what? Dome's back. I am back. All I have left is her shirt, and it's a flannel shirt, so it's taken me forever to draw. So right now, that's the bane of my existence. Lori's See what happens. Shirt? What's that? Is it Lori that you're drawing? Yeah. So once I finish her shirt, the piece is done. I just have to draw the zombies in the background, silhouetted, coming across like the horizon line, you know. And then I've got a shot of him right when he reunites with them, and he's got his hand on his son's face and his other hand behind Lori's head. It's a really good piece, so I'm hoping that moves. But I don't know, man. Like I get excited about doing new pieces when I'm ten hours into a piece, and I really want just it to to be done. But my style warrants the f me to put in at least 15 to 20 hours for me to feel like it's finished. Um, but halfway through, I go crazy because I'm just like, oh, I want to move on to something else. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. I'm working on a new Spider-Man piece, too. Nice. Yeah. All right. Shall we? I think it's about time, don't you? Hit the drums. It's time for the coming up calendar. So next week... Christian Rubiano waxes wittily on the winsome web comics of Inkbot.net. <laughs> then on February 19th, StoryForge's Steve Letary gives us the scoop on all the new shows at SciFinal.com. March 5th, Boston Comic Con artist and king of the sketch cards, Tyler James. And on March 12th, the title says it all. Author Rick Redf Nick Redfern on his book, The NASA Conspiracy is the Truth Behind the Moon Landings, Censored Photos, this and the Face on Scooter. Home. It's all for you, Scoot. <laughs> right. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con coming up on April 30th and of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob and Kim Shaw at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is one of the official podcasts of the Granite State Comic-Con coming up on May 15th. Check out anotherheaven.com for the best selection of Asian and cult cinema DVDs, and visit adamsmedia.com, the first name in nonfiction publishing. Tonight's outro music provided by Zanoise. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. And don't forget to go vote for Illustrator X at www.talenthouse.com on Tuesday. Shameless. Shameless. <laughs> So I want to thank Jason Casey for joining us today. Nice I want to thank you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I love all of you, man. I can't it's wait to see you guys pleasure. again. It's a pleasure. We'll see yeah. you in Boston. From the yes, Alpha Brighton so. Hellmouth outside of Boston, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, thank you for all that you do, sweetheart. Sci-Fi Saturday Night Cares. <laughs> <laughs> From the Four Color Vault of Comics, Illustrator X, The Dead Redhead, Thank you guys. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs>
Spider X. Atmos Calibrator, gaming editor. Thank you, Java. Did you figure out who the redheaded slut is? Me. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Go Steelers! Force will be with you always.